you take your Bibles tonight, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And as we look at the uh, um, scripture tonight and um, think about uh, maybe what uh, the Lord would have for you, He's got something for all of us. But uh, um, as I uh, <clears throat> sat in the uh, the funeral service on Wednesday for Jackie Strange, uh, uh, Lord just impressed upon me uh, to uh, speak on this uh, this evening, and, um, uh, and and verse twenty, the Bible says, Ephesians chapter five verse twenty, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we love you tonight. Uh, we thank you for the uh, opportunity to be in your house. And Lord, I truly uh, hope that uh, when we say thank you and give thanks unto you, that we mean it. I pray that our heart is where it needs to be. I pray that our minds would be focused upon your word and, uh, Lord, what you've done for us. And, uh, Lord, we've got much to be thankful for as a people. As an individual, Lord, and uh, Lord, what you've given unto us, uh, Lord, break our hearts uh, to see the goodness that's in you. We love you tonight. I ask you to be with me as I speak. God, may you be honored and glorified. It's in Jesus' name I make my prayer. Amen. God, uh, I heard it several times during the course of the message and I sat right there with the pastor, and um, <clears throat> uh, Brother Strange said, God is good, and God is good. God's always good, and we ought to give thanks unto God always for his goodness, as Paul said here and told the church at Ephesus. But to pretend that all things are good would mock God. We'd be mocking God if we pretended that all things were good. Murder, cancer, divorce, the other things that, are, uh, <clears throat> that plague our society aren't good. So how can we thank God for these things? How can we thank God? We thank God because God, God is good. James 1.17 said, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Second Samuel chapter 22, verse 31, as for God, his way is perfect. God's way is perfect. And we know that all things, <clears throat> the Bible says in the book of Romans, all things work together for good to those that love God, to them <clears throat> who are called according to his purpose. We know that God is sovereign and causes all things, bad or good, for <clears throat> to work for good to those that love him. And there's some things that we can thank God for. And I'm just going to give you a few of the things that we can thank God for uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, first of all, I, you know, I, I, I get the opportunity, as some of you guys may not get the opportunity, but because I sent him, I can thank God for my wife tonight. And I thank God for 29 years of marriage to uh, her. <clears throat> thank the Lord for 32 years of being with her. And uh, 
Some of you guys uh, may not remember your first date, but I remember my first date. I remember where we went. I remember what we did. And uh, where we ate, it's no longer there, but uh, uh, <clears throat> it's good for you to remember those things and to be thankful for those things. God puts those uh, memories there for you uh, <clears throat> to uh, remind those that you love and uh, the same for the Lord. You ought to remember, uh, it'd be good for you to remember the time or point in life that uh, uh, you trusted the Lord as your Savior. Those are, those are good dates. Those are good anniversary dates to remember. And those are things that uh, you ought to give thanks unto God for. But correction is grievous unto us sometimes, and giving thanks for correction is hard. And uh, <clears throat> the Bible says, For whom the Lord loves, he chasteneth and scourges every son whom he receiveth. No chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them that are uh, exercised thereby. In Hebrews chapter 12, it says that. And God loves us enough to correct us. And sometimes the chastening that we get throughout a year and the chastening that I've got throughout this year has been grievous unto me in some form or some fashion. And uh, uh, even as a child, uh, uh, <clears throat> we can look back now as adults and be thankful for the correction that we got as young people when our parents corrected us and told us that we were doing wrong. And we can be thankful for that. And I can be thankful for the correction that God has uh, provided to me and, and, and maybe uh, the things that I should or, or shouldn't have done. And being thankful for that, he, he says there, if you see in that verse, the first word there as we look upon this season is giving. You know, you can give something. You may not have something that's uh, uh, monetary and value to give. You may not have something that uh, the widow and her might, that was all she had, but she gave it unto God. And if you can give thanks unto God tonight, you can give something back unto God during this time and this season. Giving unto God and, and giving Him what He deserves. It says giving thanks when? Always. Always giving thanks to God because God is good and He deserves our thanks. He deserves our thanks for the things that He's done. And the other, one of the other things is de being dependent upon the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the, uh, the apostle Paul, he was highly gifted with grace. I think Paul was, uh, he was very intellectual. He had influence. But I think one of Paul's, uh, uh, if, if you would, the thorn in the flesh that he had there uh, was his, his temptation to depend upon himself. And, and what he could do sometimes. And, and I think he, in, in his writings, you can probably see some of that. And God, uh, he blessed Paul in a lot of ways. And the pastor mentioned it this morning in his message that uh, God blessed Paul with the vision. And he was called up into the third heaven and saw things that wasn't lawful for man to utter. But Paul said in that, he said, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given unto me. Uh, uh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. And I pleaded with the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, what? My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in your weakness, Paul. And uh, therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon 
me. What was he saying? Your greatest strength tonight is God and our dependence upon God. And, and, and we oftentimes don't see it that way, but we sail through life. Uh, uh, you can't sail through life without difficulties. And, and, and you're going to experience difficulties in the course of a year. In 365 days in that year, there's going to be some difficulties that are in there. And you're going to have to depend upon God and say, God, your grace is sufficient for me to get through this trial that I'm in. Your grace is sufficient. I can make it through this trial. And I'm going to make it through this trial with your grace and with your help and not dependent upon what I can do, Lord, but what you can do. And uh, I saw that in, the, uh, in his message on Wednesday as he was uh, sitting there and his brother was laying there before him and it didn't even look like his brother. I mean, I, I've known Jackie all my, all my life. Uh, he's been, uh, he, he was friends with my father and, and, and they run around a lot and they were good buddies through school and all that. It, it, no resemblance of the man that he was. And, and for Brother Strange to preach that message, and uh, I know his heart was just uh, crying inside and, and, and to not drop a tear and, and, and say and, and continually uh, <clears throat> point out the fact that God is good in these things. God is good and uh, he's our strengths. Blessings can become a curse unless God allows us to have trouble that brings us to him. We've got to have trouble in life to, to bring us to God. And uh, uh, we, we, we buried my mother-in-law this year. That was very, very difficult for us. Uh, it was very difficult for Kim. Now there's, there's no parents that are there. And those of you that uh, uh, have been through that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and, and there's struggles that you go through with that. Uh, there's, there's a new way of doing things. Uh, uh, there's a, a lot in life, but giving thanks to God for that. Giving thanks to God for the good times that you had with those folks. The, uh, the, the good memories that you have. The, the, the things that you can thank God for in those and having a dependence upon God. The Bible says that pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. If your anguish is, causes you to depend upon God, you can thank him for it. Thank God for some of those things. Those are hard things to thank God for, but they're things that we ought to thank the Lord for. Also, our testimony. Uh, you know, it uh, may be that deep sorrow gives you the greatest testimony. And I think this is one of the greatest things that we have, that the Christian has in his life, is his testimony. His testimony before men, how he lives his life, what he says how he watches his mouth, how he lives his life among his family, those, his peers, those that are out there. Your testimony is something that uh, uh, is very, it's very near and dear to me. And the Bible says, blessed be the God, the Father, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted with. Our testimony. That's what I can go to somebody else with. 
and give them the comfort that they need, the comfort that God has given me over the years and and, and the things that I've been able to do. God is the source of all comfort. God is good in those things. He comforts us in all tribulation. It didn't just some tribulation. It just didn't in death. It just didn't in uh, the, the things that we go through in life on a daily basis. God will comfort you in all tribulation if you seek him for that comfort. He'll comfort you in those things. The Bible says that Paul was sitting in the book of Philippians. He was sitting in that prison and he was waiting to be executed. But he said, but I would, uh, but I would want you to understand, brethren, that things that have happened to me have happened rather to further the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. These things have fallen out to me in order that I can further the gospel. The things that happen to you that are bad in your life are an opportunity for you to give to somebody else in order that you can further the gospel and grow them in the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can use those. Those are your testimonies. Those are the thing that God gives you. I sit around. I get on my pity pot sometimes. And some of you wouldn't know this. Andrew wouldn't know this. He grew up in a home where his parents were together. I grew up in a home where they were apart. And it caused trouble sometimes. And it caused me to look at things differently. It has an impact on you that's different than nobody can explain it. You have to live it in order that you know what is there. But that's part of my testimony. That's part of the things that you want to say that it is important. When you give your hand in marriage to that man or that woman, you stick it out. You stick it out not only for uh, you and 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 her uh, and the child that's there. You stick it out because you made an oath before God that you was going to keep that one that you love. And it's the same with the Lord Jesus Christ. When you come and got saved and said, Lord, I give you my heart. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to do what you want me to do for you. You give your hand to the Lord. You made a vow unto God. You ought to keep that vow. Keep that vow that you've got. That's your testimony. I don't want my testimony to be that I walked out the door on God. I don't want my testimony to be that I, I just said I couldn't do it. I, Kim, it's, it's time, 29 years, I'll see you. I'm gone. She'd probably say, thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Satan <clears throat> did something like this to God in the Bible with Job. And he, it says in the, in chapter one of Job there, he says the only, basically, I'll paraphrase, the only reason Job serves you is because he's never had any trouble in his life. That's the only reason he serves you. And some of you may look at me and say, well, you don't, you haven't had any trouble in life. Well, you don't know what that person that's sitting in that pew has gone through. It's not for you to judge what that person has gone through in their life. And, and Job, yeah, he had it all, but I'm sure Job had troubles. Uh, b- before, and there's Satan again, uh, uh, trying to sift and, 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 and be uh, the adversary and do what, uh, <clears throat> what he does best, and that's a lie, and, and, and he's the father of lies. And God, paraphrasing what God said, in fact, you don't know my servant Job. Uh, he, he loves me not because of what I've done for him, but because of who I am. Do you love God tonight because of who he is, who he is and what he's done for you, being thankful to God, uh, <clears throat> that's part of your testimony. 
And we have a stronger testimony through that. One of the things that was said on, uh, uh, during the <clears throat> funeral, and he was talking about Psalm 23, and he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Through. We're all going to go through a valley one day. The thing is, is you're going to come out on the other side of that valley one day. And how you come out on the other side of that valley is the important thing. You can come out on the other side of that valley stronger, or you can come out on the other side of that weaker. I choose to follow the path that I'm going to be stronger coming out on the other side of that. And we ought to do that. Some of the other things that giving thanks for is that it grows maturity when we have some troubles in our life. And what our purpose is and what the purpose is in the troubles that we face. It's to level you up and mature you a little bit. <clears throat> the Bible says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined <clears throat> to be conformed to the image of his son. God's plan is to make you more like Jesus Christ. That's his plan for you. Uh, Christ-likeness is maturity, growing in the Lord and, and being humble and, and obedient to the things that are of God that his commandments aren't grievous to you and I. And, and oftentimes we, we, we take it as grievous and I gripe and I complain. I shouldn't even gripe and complain to Kim about some of the things that I do. And I, can, and I have to ask God to forgive me of some of those things sometimes when I'm in private with the Lord Jesus Christ for uh, undermining her faith in the Lord. You know, it, uh, you hear about we go home and, you know, at the dinner table we have roast preacher for lunch. And, 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 and we shouldn't, but I shouldn't do that with, with, with her either. I, I, we, we want to build one another up in the faith and that calls on building your family up in the faith as well. And we're guilty of that. And I'm guilty of that. Uh, in, in, in those things, in difficulty, we learn patience, uh, in, in these times, giving thanks to God. Uh, you won't be mature until you learn some of that patience. And, and sometimes patience is hard for us. I was very impatient when I was younger. The older I get, uh, uh, the more I look at my dad and, and, and I see his patience. Uh, he's getting older. He's slowing down uh, in, in his things, but he's patient about things. He, he doesn't get too excited about things. And I think that's part of the wisdom that, that, that comes with age. James 4 says, but let patience have her perfect work in us. And uh, the only way we learn that patience or endurance is to have something to endure. You've got to endure some things in life. And uh, uh, things are hard sometimes. So God may use trouble to make you more like Jesus. Can't you thank him for it? God uses trouble sometimes for his glory. Most of us ask, why me, Lord? You know, why? I've heard them say it when, when something's happened. Why, why is this happening to me? <clears throat> and the apostle Peter had a, a, a good answer to this. He said, beloved, don't think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice in as much that you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. When his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the spirit of the glory of God rests upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. It brings glory to God. 
It brings glory to God through some of your troubles. And, and do you want the spirit of glory to, uh, of God to rest upon you? I sure do. Peter says it's the fiery trial that brings the, uh, the, the spirit of glory upon us. And I don't like trouble just like you don't like trouble. But that trouble is necessary sometimes in order for us to bring God's glory out. Another thing is mystery, the mystery. Uh, and you, you're thinking, well, what's he talking about there? Um, <clears throat> some things you're never going to know. And we don't like that. We're, we're an intelligent species. We're all very smart. We know all things. Well, we don't know all things. There's some mysteries that are there that only the Lord knows. And uh, preachers and the great scholars may never, they won't be able to explain it to you until the Lord returns. And the Bible says, <clears throat> he says, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways aren't your ways. He said, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. <clears throat> There's things that you're not going to know, and uh, uh, these may uh, bring some trouble to you, but the secret things belong to the Lord our God. The Bible said over in the book of Deuteronomy that these secret things belong to the Lord, but those things which you have are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that way we may do all the words of this law. You know, God lets you know enough that you need to know that you can obey him. That's what he lets you know. He, you know enough from this book right here, uh, and it's good to study this book and know some things out of it, but God gives you enough that you can obey him through this book. Obedience. Learn to obey the Lord Jesus Christ and the things that he's given you to obey him in. God will open up and reveal some of those other things. Uh, Job said, in effect, if, if you read and study some of the book of Job in chapter 23, he was talking, he said, God, I wish there was somebody that was here to argue my case to you that I don't understand. He didn't understand some of the things that were going on there. But Job still obeyed. When his wife didn't obey and said, just curse God and die, Job tried to still obey the Lord Jesus Christ. And we get in a situation sometimes when we don't understand what's going on, it's better just to obey the Lord and follow what God said to do and you'll be all right. God will bring you through. Ultimately, Job, what did he conclude? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Trust in God. We know the verses. We can recite the verses. We've learned them in Sunday school. <clears throat> Trusting in the Lord with all our heart and leaning not unto our own understanding. It's better to trust in the Lord than to trust in man. We know all the verses. Why don't we trust in him sometimes? We trust in him in the good times. Let's trust in him in the bad times. We don't have to understand all things to thank God. You don't have to understand why sometimes. And that's why the impression that I got when I was here <clears throat> at that funeral service, he kept saying, God is good. God is good. And I was thinking to myself, God is good. And, 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 and the things and not knowing. Uh, uh, why? And, and, and <clears throat> you know, maybe the eternal uh, the destiny of Jackie. I don't know for sure, and I don't know if he knows for sure that he had assurance of that. But thanking God in those things. And then thanking God for <clears throat> our eternal victories. 
He said in the Bible, uh, Paul, in the book of Romans said, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Paul is saying that the glory offsets the suffering. He's not saying that the glory will be just as good as the suffering is bad. He's saying it offsets it. He says the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory. And we suffer in this present time. And we go through things. But this portion of scripture tells us giving thanks always. I dare say that throughout the course of this year that I haven't given God thanks always. I didn't give him thanks for everything that happened throughout this year. I thanked him for a lot of things that went on throughout the year, but not all things. Not all the things that I felt maybe didn't work out the way Mike wanted them to work out or the way Mike thought they should have worked out. But God deserves our thanks always, always. Don't ever think that God is not good. The Lord and Savior that we serve tonight, the very one that saved you tonight, that give you that spirit that's within you, that desires to be, hopefully desires to want to be more like him and to serve him, that God is good tonight. My God is good tonight. He's been abundantly good to me. Abundantly good to me. Do I want him to strip me? Of the things that I've got? Absolutely not. But I couldn't walk away and say that my God's not been good to me. Give me much more than I deserve. So if there's anything that I can press upon you as you get ready to embark upon a new year, it's what we said in our slogan for the year. Stand fast, therefore. Stand fast and know that God is good. And God can meet all the needs no matter what the difficulty is in your life as we stand to our feet this evening.